0: The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.
1: Another frustrating season has come to an end for the Oilers. No playoffs again this year. Lots of questions about staffing. And, of course, Connor's leg. Your voice of the Edmonton Oilers, Jack Michaels, joins us this afternoon. Hey, Jack. Hi, Jalen.
0: I have some questions for you. What? Are you... Is this solo? What, What is... Is this new? Is this... Is this going to be forever? Like, what's your plan? <laughs> your show, or are you going to bring me on as your co-host? What
1: do you got planned? Jack, do you want to come on as my co-host? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. People keep vaporizing. I'm not sure. <laughs> yes, Andrew resigned last week. So, yeah, no, I I know he did, but that's where uh, that's I, I just where we're at. I'm not lonely. I, well, I I am lonely. I am lonely. I'm sitting in a room by myself for four hours a day, Jack. <laughs> oh yeah, no,
0: I I texted Andrew. I said, "What well, you got to give Jaylen notice? She's a social person. She needs someone to help her out."
1: <laughs> well, Jackie, if you're offering up, I'll add your name to the list. Okay. I know. I'm sure it's a long list.
0: Uh, no, in all seriousness, it's good to be on again. It's been too long since we chatted. It's, yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, I'd much rather be giving you a playoff preview. Or I'd much rather be packing my suitcase and getting ready for a road trip. Yeah, I was
1: going to say, it must be disappointed for, for you as well. I mean, um, yeah, you'd, you'd like to be going right to the end, wouldn't you? Absolutely. I mean, it, it's an empty feeling for anyone, you know, kind of
0: associated with the organization, I think. You know, you follow the players uh year round you get attached to, to a certain group of guys it's hard not to root for you um, you know 82 nights with uh obviously you, you know what i'm talking about yeah. having you know having worked with a co-host in a variety of different mm-hmm. fields uh you know for years now and yeah. and when you don't have that person you don't have those people in my case <laughs> it is a disappointment and you know the oilers at this point are you know in a real predicament? I mean, they've got to they've got to figure some things out because no one feels sorry for you in the National Hockey League. And quite frankly, you know, I, I think Edmonton just, I mean, is good enough right now. Uh-huh. And it's not you know people underachieving or it's not a, you know you can't use injuries as an excuse because there have been a lot of teams in the National Hockey League that are heading to the playoffs that have lost good people. I mean. Uh, you know, Oscar Kleffbaum goes down, misses 21 games, and the Oilers win six. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the grim reality of life in the National Hockey League is you're going to lose key people, and you've got to find a way to maintain a lot better than that. So- and that's what Edmonton has to do over, you know, the next four or five months, Jalen, is, is figure out a way to develop some depth within the organization, mm-hmm. That will carry them forward in the immediately upcoming campaign, and then set the table for what really is a, a promising group of prospects in the American Hockey League. But right now, Edmonton's kind of caught between a rock and a hard place because they don't want to rush their prospects. Mm-hmm. They've, they've, you know, they've acknowledged the fact that they've been guilty of the past, that in the past. They've brought up Yamamoto and Puliary. And Caleb Jones perhaps before they wanted to simply because they couldn't withstand uh, some of the injuries we were talking about. They didn't have, you know, the depth requisite. So they've got to find enough filler to buy them some time and allow those prospects in bakersfield to really percolate because there's mm-hmm. some exciting players down there and you know there's those guys also in in you know in the ontario hockey league dimitri samarukov and evan bouchard defensively tyler benson up front of the american hockey league josh curry and joe gambardella got some time up in the nhl this year but ideally You want those players to play another 75 to 100 games with the American Hockey League level so that when they come up, they're ready to contribute immediately and that's where Edmonton finds itself right now well,
1: and this is a thing it's it's just been such a long except for a couple of years ago when they did get into the, to the playoffs. I mean it's just been right. such a long old run. we keep hearing about you know rebuilding 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 people are fed up with that people want it now people exactly. want want a, a team on on the ice that can um contend for a playoff run and that's the conundrum because I think if you take a look at
0: what they have down in Bakersfield and what's coming out of major junior hockey this season, in other words, you know, guys that are finishing up what, what's going to be their last year at junior, That's the, that is the challenge in the next four to five months is how to bridge that gap when they feel like all those prospects will be fully percolated and ripened to how to, how to take a 70, you know, 79-point team. And get them to ninety-five points without compromising, you know, the long-term plan, which is to not rush any of those guys up prematurely. And that—that's really the issue, Caitlin. And hmm. and so, you know, when you look at the Oilers, you know, six defense, if they stay healthy, you, you start thinking about all right, well, what, you know, what's going to be necessary up front to provide McDavid, Nugent-Hopkins, and Drysital. If they re- if they're able to successfully re-sign Alex Chase on, and he wants to come back and yep. score 22 goals, that's nice production. I'm not sure you can, you know, bank on that moving forward. Just like I don't think you could have banked on Patrick Maroon scoring 27 <laughs> goals in the year you were talking yeah. about, the yep. year the Oilers went to the playoffs. But if you can find two or three more supplemental scores, giving you more of a top nine look, and then perhaps adding one more depth defenseman. Then you're then you're recycling back to what you know. What is the, one of the more polarizing deals that Peter Chiarelli made right before mm-hmm. uh, he was he was at you know he was he was terminated, and that was the signing of goaltender Miko Koz. Yeah. Th- yeah, that that is going to be a focal point heading into next <laughs> year. Is what improvements he makes in the summertime. He was solid in the last game against Calgary. He had an up and down first season as a full-time golder in the National Hockey League. Now, when I say that sentence, that makes sense, right, Jalen? Yep. First year yep. in the National Hockey League. But but that gets back to your point. Mm-hmm. Fans are impatient. Yes. They don't want to wait. They want a finished product in the net because they know that because of some of the depth concerns I was just talking about, the Oilers are going to need their goaltender to steal them a half-dozen games. Like most playoff teams get from their national hockey league goaltender andre vasilevsky perfect example in tampa sure they won 62 games but it's not like they won all 62 because they were better than the other club when edmonton was down there in tampa vasilevsky stole them one the oilers played one of their best games of the year (laughs) in tampa came out on the short end because vasilevsky was outstanding (laughs) ultimately if you say that your number one goalie and this is true of almost all of number one goalies in the NHL, Jalen, they steal like five or six games a year. Uh-huh. And that five or six games translates into 10 or 12 points that are separating Edmonton yeah. from sitting at home right now from going to the postseason. Yeah. Well, we finished, and, and what,
1: 11 points out? Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, again, I'm not,
0: this is not <laughs> Nico Koskinen's curse to bear. As you know, Jalen, yeah. <laughs> there was a tremendous drop-off once you got past McDavid, Nugent, Ompkins, mm-hmm. all of whom had career years. And that's the unfortunate thing, and that's what I think drives one of their fans bonkers right now, is because not only did you get career years from your top three offensive players, but Chase on Cassian and Nurse all had career years as well. So you think, gee, six guys, basically a third of your starting lineup. You know, you start the game with 18 skaters. A third of your starting lineup had career years, and you yeah. did not get into the postseason. Yeah. That's going to drive you nuts. So, and that's why there's got to be attention to the two most important areas of the game, and that's goaltending and special teams. and son. Jalen, he's not going anywhere. Yeah. He's going to be in an Oiler uniform. So he's got to make improvements in the offseason and make a significant leap from year one to year two as an NHL full-time Pressure starter. is on
1: him. The pressure is on. Absolutely. And, I'm not, again, I'm not singling him out because the
0: Oiler management has to find – forwards seven through nine to contribute at a at a better rate than what they had this year i mean they just didn't have any supplemental scoring once that dramatic fall off i mean outside of you know chase on casting you had five forwards with double digit goals you look around the national hockey league seven or eight guys on every playoff team have at least 10 goals the oilers had five there's Again, there's your missing component. Mm-hmm. The other thing, Jalen, they always say goaltending and special teams. And the power play was fine this year. Top 10 most of the year. I forget where they, they might have finished 11th uh, in power play numbers. But the penalty kill was the worst in franchise yep. history. And that's two years in a row now that it's been yep. at 75% or less. That's got to improve. Goaltending and special teams, ultimately, Jalen, if you take care of those areas, and, and it, again, it's wonderful to have phenomenal talents like McDavid, Drysaddle, new all these guys are great. But if you've got goaltending and special teams
1: mm-hmm. and an
0: ordinary roster, you're in the playoffs every time.
1: Jack, talk to me about Connor's leg. When you saw that happen, when we were watching it. Uh, we were out for dinner on, on Saturday night. We watched it happen in the replay over and over and over again. Um, and the fact that he kind of well, he was helped off the ice but walked into the news conference uh, yesterday. Um, what your initial thought was and, and, and do, you, do you know any more details on it?
0: Well, here's what I know first off is that there's no fracture and the MRI the picture has shown nothing that's going to be a, a real serious okay. issue. Wow. That I mean the significant is it, it's still Connor McDavid, it's yeah. still serious. My hunch, Jalen, and this is what I you know, and this is what I'm not one hundred percent about, but my hunch is my initial gut reaction was let's just hope that's a deep bone bruise. Uh-huh. And that's what I think it is. Yeah. I, I, I you know, and again, that's that's pure speculation on my part. But the oilers have the oilers have said, and, and that was you know reiterated at the press conference today, is not only has their has the X ray shown no fracture, but the MRI has shown that any damage is much less significant than anyone might have first originally well, thought. Well. There was no twisting action, Jalen. That's the other thing that I think was somewhat comforting at the time, is I was thinking, you know, if it isn't broken, I don't see a twist, I don't see a tweak there that would lead me to believe there's any significant ligament
1: damage. Yeah, yeah. So
0: once I found out the x-ray was na- negative, I went back to my original thought, which was, you know, deep bone bruise. Now, of course, you know, that was my original thought. But, of (laughs) course, I I flashed back to six years ago when when Stamkos got hurt against Boston and it took him, you know, two years to get back to being the same player. That was was a broken tibia. This is not. There's no fracture. And I think, I mean, knock on wood, but by all accounts, Jalen, this is not a significant injury.
1: Jack Michaels joining me this afternoon. Your voice of the Edmonton Oilers right here on 630. Chad had a text coming in from Melissa. that says, please tell Jack that we love his passion for the game and can't wait for next season. Uh, Looking ahead to that, we're looking at head coach and the GM gigs. What are you hearing on that front?
0: Well, I, I think Ken Hitchcock's status is completely in limbo. He'll have a role with the Oilers organization, but it's entirely going to be up to the general manager, Jalen, I don't think he'll be the head coach next. Uh, year, uh, as far as Ken Hitchcock is concerned, I, I really don't. Um, I, I think the general manager is going to come in, and you know, my experience, you know, you know, being in the league going on ten years now, is that a general manager comes in, and he's going to he's going to want to select his own head coach, yeah. and because Ken is here already. That you know, that's going to preclude him, I think, from serious consideration. That mm-hmm. that's what that's what I believe will happen. Okay. Uh, Timing-wise, that's a tricky thing. I, I, Bob Nicholson acknowledged that you know there's a couple of candidates on his list that he's not going to be able to talk to immediately, uh-huh. and he also acknowledged that he's going to talk to everyone he possibly can. So, I mean, those two working in concert with one another tell me that we're not going to have an announcement here in the next couple of weeks. I I just, I don't see it. I think think Bob is fully committed to making sure there's no stone unturned, and I think part of that has to do, Jalen, quite frankly, with the fact that he believes that previous GM hires made by this organization have come, you know, a little Mm -hmm. too quickly Mm -hmm. without perhaps you know uncovering any every possible candidate out there i i think he just wants to make sure and and something tells me he's thinking you know what whether it works out or whether it doesn't work out this is going to be my signature hire for this hockey mm-hmm. club this is probably the last hire i'm going to make as a general manager for this hockey club and so he wants to get it absolutely right.
1: Before we let you go, Jack, what does your off-season look like? You know, sitting around, you know, going out for drinks with Stauffer to catch up on things and...
0: Well, when I'm not harassing you, I will be uh, going to the uh, combine. Uh, so that's, uh, that's live coverage. Uh, you yeah. know, we'll, we'll be doing that through the Oilers website, and I'm sure we'll be doing some hits for uh, your colleague, Reed Wilkins yeah. there. That combine is in Buffalo at the end of May, and then shortly thereafter, as you know, uh, Reed will, will join us at the NHL Draft in vancouver i think Chet's coverage on that is june 21st and 22nd so that's the immediacy uh and then like i said um i believe you've already texted me your lawn schedule so i've <laughs> got to mow your lawn what is it every other thursday every is that other th- we agreed upon
1: <laughs> that lawn has to be cut usually every two to three days <laughs>
0: All right, all right. Well, fair enough. You're going to have to throw in another bowl of peaches. There. No problem. No problem, my friend. I mean, a slice of cherry pie every other week is not going to
1: cut it this summer. Jack, we'll talk to you soon. Jaylen, always a pleasure. Thank you. Big thanks to Jack Michaels for joining me. So it's always great to have Jack on. I know some of you are like, oh, okay, we just we just talked Oilers, you know, Oilers now for two hours. But you know what? I get uh, one chance to talk with Jack about the end of the season. And guess what? Today was going to be the day. If there was going to be a day, then. This would be it. Uh, always uh, enjoy uh, talking to him and his his perspective and his enthusiasm. Some of those calls that he makes, I'm always afraid he's gonna he's gonna hurt himself. But boy, oh boy, uh, Jack Michaels and yeah, some of your texts coming in on on the Oilers as well. Um, said so. You know what? Bottom line is not much changes for the Oilers under this ownership. Eleven years and counting. Uh, Other one saying, how about not losing your top two defensemen for a third or two-thirds of the year, and yet this group put together good stretches of hockey. I remember going to the Capitals game at Rogers in November and thinking it was the most complete game I've seen the Oilers play in years that's what's frustrating. Uh, Yeah, it it has been frustrating. You know, I was thinking back this morning about that playoff run a couple of years ago and how much fun uh, that was. And it was great, you know, taking the show on the road, doing it from uh, the new Rogers place and just the feeling and the vibe. And if you remember back, of course, 2006, how much fun that was! And you know when we talk about sport and how it can be quite divisive, um, but you know when things are going well and it brings people together, it is—it's uh, a ton of fun. I don't know who to watch now. Um, I'm just counting down to football season, to be honest with you.
0: The 6:30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on 6:30 Chad.